You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. It's time for episode 5 of our ongoing Fantasia series of podcasts on 95.cc. In tonight's episode, we watched The Machine, a film about a man's creation of a machine and whether or not it's alive, been done a lot, sort of a modern age Frankenstein, and... Missionary, a, a psychological thriller about a Mormon stalking a beautiful mom. Hot mom. Yeah. This is 9 to 5 goes to Fantasia, episode 5. John, I want you to tell me about The Machine. Not The Machine. I missionary? want you to tell me about Missionary. Yeah, the fact that our two movies are Machine and Missionary, very similar. It's the M-themed missionary. episode. So yeah, Missionary It was a... Um, here's the basic story. There's this uh, single mom raising okay. her kid. Um, she's obviously in dark times, separation with the husband. Mm-hmm. And um, the uh, they're, they're, they're playing catch with a football. And uh, the mom is sucking it up. And these Mormons show up, and they offer... They, like, want to talk about Jesus. They're saying that the mom is bad at football. Yes. Okay. Yep. Uh, and they want to talk to her about Jesus. So they... they You know, the mom has no interest in Jesus. Okay. And um, the Mormons see a little in. One of them happens to be good with a football, so he throws it around with the kid. Starts a blossoming uh, relationship, kind of, like, teaching the kid about football and uh, having aggressive sex with the mom um on the sly yeah that's it like you see that in the trailer like the sex yeah yeah, yeah. Looks i'm not like, giving i'm not giving away the sex looks like it's like whoa sex bang well i think i think the deal was that both the mom and the the mormon boy are like expressing sexual frustration with each other so you know the mom obviously hasn't been getting it because she's separated from her husband and he's an older dude and this is a younger incredibly fit uh young man mormon guy and, with magic underwear Yep, and the Mormon guy don't have uh, any girls because he's on his mission. He's not allowed to even talk to girls, so obviously there's some unrequited sexual tension. Okay. Um, And then, uh, as the trailer reveals, he gets incredibly creepy and stocky, and the movie gets dark. I see. So, who would you recommend this film to? Like, what is it? I mean, it seems like a bit of a not not supernatural or anything, unless unless maybe it takes a turn, so it's really just a... I guess a real-world suspense... So, I think this was, like, um, suspense thriller light. Okay. So, if you're, like, like super... one-hour photo with Robin Williams? Uh, I don't know, but that doesn't sound very... It sounds... Okay. One-hour photo with Robin Williams is yeah. that movie where he, like, d- develops an obsession with someone after developing their photos. Like, he's the photo booth yeah. technician he guy. Yeah, goes, goes and crazy. He gets, like, super obsessed with this chick or something. So, so you know, like, this was, a, a like, a well-crafted film. Okay. The problem, for me anyway, was that it was not complex enough. Okay. Like, basically, the plot, if you can imagine and extrapolate to the future of what this film would be from what I've already described, mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, that's what it'll do. That's what it'll do. So, I wasn't really, like, riveted the whole way through because I, cause I was like, okay, I know where this is going, and uh, I was not really surprised. Right. But if you want, like a, like, a chill, maybe a little bit more of, like, a character study on a crazy Mormon boy okay. and on a, on a chick in a dark place in her life, then that's there for you. 
Um, it could be a fun date movie. Like just because it's, it's <laughs> I like our new our new standard is is, is, is it, it could you take a date to it because that's you, what you could take a date to this movie you and you two would probably have a good time and she wouldn't get too afraid. Oh okay, I have a real quick question about yeah. it though. Uh, the Mormon stuff is any of the, is it like researched or is yes, it like very... they had a Mormon on set? One of the writers slash producers was a Mormon himself, and wow. they were very careful like to portray the Mormons in general as being good people. And that this guy was a bad egg before he was a Mormon, and after he was a Mormon, and during him being so a it doesn't it doesn't vilify Mormons at all. Not, it's just, not it's just at the all. dude who happens to be a Mormon. Not at all. And and apparently, like there was a Mormon in the audience, and this was a world premiere, so yeah, the, like yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of people were there who were part of the production, and they were all like, yeah, no, the Mormons who we've showed this to were like totally fine with it, like, and they acknowledge bad people end up being Mormons sometimes, bad people end up being whatever faith. It doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't it's not like his faith made him crazy or whatever. He was exactly, just... exactly, and that wasn't the point of the movie. Cool. And then the uh, the performances that you said they were I said, good, good I performances. Said the performances were very good for this kind of like a low budge um, thriller kind of thing. Yeah. I thought they were excellent. All right, cool. I thought it was a little weird that it was even screening at Fantasia though. Sort of like no, it didn't seem like a very typical. I guess it's like the loosest sense of horror. Like a, a yeah, a thriller is kind of a horror. I think they're building this movie as more of a horror than they should be because okay. it's more of a psychological drama in right. a sense than it is a thriller. Okay. Or maybe I'm just so immune. To thrills that I that it just didn't hit me the same. I am not thrilled. But anyway, <laughs> that's enough about that. We'll go into lots of details later. The um, tell me about the machine. Completed even though I saw the film, it, and I am not thrilled. <laughs> uh, yeah, the machine. Um, very again, like as just to, I guess the theme of this episode yeah. is it did exactly what you expected to. And you yeah. even like the the trailer that they showed wasn't even a real trailer, right? It was like a single clip from the film which was this a very good one it was a very it is very good yeah. clip of the film where he's like he cuts apart the like the the silicone shell that's around the machine yeah and then should like her eyes light up and like that's it and that that's all they use of the trailer on the on the trailer pack for the fantasia dvd and once again you're like okay guess i this it's film is Keith, going to be about Keith, it was her amniotic sac her amniotic sac yes so this film is going to be about a inventor who makes a perfect machine that has some degree of AI, and as these stories go, it goes wrong because nobody saw The Matrix or read Isaac Asimov apparently <laughs> when yeah. they started to make hyper intelligent machines. Yep. So <clears throat> that being said, uh, very slick looking. Yep. Um, when the guy said that it was made ultimately for about a million pounds, which I guess is about two point. Two, two point two ish million dollars. I thought that was crazy. I easily would have thought that there was a ten million dollar budget. Looked on it. great like for minimum, the budget. Like like ten fifteen million minimum. The budget looked like the film looked fantastic. Nothing looked terrible. Even like the they kept doing where the the glowing effect underneath the machine's body kept yeah. happening looked fine. Like it didn't look like crappy CG or anything. Mm -hmm. And they did a really good job of mixing up uh, between prosthetics and CG. In this kind of a sci-fi film, performances are typically a weaker aspect. What did you what did you think in this? Um I found that the the as my major beef with the film was that absolutely everybody was very over dramatic. Yeah. The performances were good. At no point was anybody like they were all believably dramatic, but yeah. like everything that came out of everybody's mouth had as much like Drama as you could possibly get out of any line of dialogue. You like, were you used a word before that gravitas. I gravitas. Every line yeah. had to be like 
dripping with gravitas. Like, this yeah. is the most important. Like, we're talking about it, artificial intelligence here. Like, of course I'm trying to save my daughter. And this does this can't get into the hands of the enemy. And we're not using this for weapons. Like, it's just yeah. on and on in every scene. Like, there's no... At no point did the characters ever stop being complete archetypes. At no point of the characters... Stop, to me, stopping like, but at the same time, the performances are good. Yeah, like they, it's they're all very well acted, but they're just they're complete. Like, and the, and the core of this thing, I mean, it's a sci-fi story, so there's like a good. There's supposed to be like an intellectual core or an idea that that is driving it. Well, I think the the idea behind it is like as as all these movies are like. I mean, from Frankenstein, I guess yeah. onwards, is the fact that like if when and if humans get to the point of being able to create life and intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, if you try to make it evil, things go really wrong. Like, if you try to, like, use it for your own, like, perverse purposes, things go terribly. Um, I would recommend this film to basically anybody who likes, like, a traditional sci-fi film. It's a movie about an inventor mm-hmm. who, uh, through various series of events, invents a perfect robot. And then things go awry. Like, it's not exactly new. No. Like, I mean, no. but very well done, well delivered. And like I said, the performances are good. However, the characterization, I think, is a little over the top. So, recommend to uh, somebody into sci-fi? Or yeah, you'd have to be into sci-fi. Like, I wouldn't necessarily take, like, take a girlfriend to this or whatever yeah. because of the fact that, unless she's, like, into sci-fi. Sure, like, you sure. have to be, it's like, it's a hard sci-fi story. It's about a man talking with a machine for most of it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I saw it too, obviously. I totally agree with you that it was like, it, it hit all the right buttons for a good sci-fi story. The the effects were great. The acting was great. It just, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I was very pleased by this movie. It was a little simple. Like, in it, it like, didn't, I wasn't surprised anywhere along the way, but. Yeah, that's what I said. It's, totally like, it's kind of that, that's that story that yeah. has happened yeah. before. Uh, so you want to talk spoilers real I quick? sure do. We're going to spoilers. These are the spoilers. Now we're spoiling. So the missionary. Okay. Uh, you know, I, you know, I, I said all that. I don't really have anything to spoil. So, uh, like, here's the story. The the chick is there. She has sex a bunch of times with the missionary boy. Um, eventually, she decides to try and get things back together with her husband. Her husband had an affair, and that's why that's why they okay. were separated. The uh, husband goes crazy hard to try and work her back, and she's she eventually she's like, yeah, you know, I, my future is with my former husband, and we're gonna try and work things out, reunite the family. Yeah, and then the, the missionary boy finds out about this and goes really crazy and uh, tries to kill them and. Um, Violence ensues, and some people make it out alive. Some people don't, and that's cool. that's the story. Like, has the uh, has the violence? Is it over the top, or is it? You like know, just it's kind of strange. Violence? Like, it was the the combat scenes, the, like they're fighting. What did I say? Combat. It was really just just tussling. Yeah, were yeah. Very good. Like, there's a point where one character takes a bat to another character. So, like the the, the missionary takes a bat to the husband, yeah. and it's not like a you know, like a they live combat. <laughs> it's yeah, it's yeah. like very much. He gets hit in the head with a bat, and he goes down. And then he gets hit in the head a lot more with a bat because when you get hit in the head with a baseball bat, you're yeah, done. Yeah. Yep. So in that sense, it was like super believable, and 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 in that respect, it was excellent. Like it didn't over dramatize that stuff. The 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 Mormonism was there. It was not over dramatized. He just mm. happened to be a Mormon. The the girl was not like a crazy. She felt like a real kind of person. Okay. More so than than stereotypical screeching thriller characters usually are. Okay. You know? Um. So I really liked it, but it just it really bothered me that ever like it was just it was just too simple. Okay. I really needed more. I needed more of a twist, more uh, excitement. Make him go more psycho or something, or like yeah. But even even that, like it was such a low key 
film that I thought more psycho, like him going American psycho level psycho, would have been just too much. It would have like stood out from the rest Maybe of the film. Maybe you wanted to like diddle the kids or whatever. Another element that, that really bothered me, in a thriller, often you want to have like a bit of foreshadowing at the start. Okay. Or something at the start to develop the creepy ambiance. Okay. And that totally didn't come in until a half hour into the movie. It was just like exposition about the mom that set up the story but didn't set up any creepiness. So when it came in, it felt like it was coming in late and that okay. I wasn't like invested in the film as a like, ooh, shit's gonna happen. You know? Yeah. So I don't know I don't know if that was a good directorial choice, but or I don't know if it was like it would have been too corny to have it at the start. I'm a little I'm a little cut up about this thing. Maybe. So like where maybe if you would like even like maybe just seen the Mormon like furiously masturbating or something right at the beginning. He had a like, violent streak, you know. He could have like ex- exercised that a little bit earlier on. Yeah, but if but then was... maybe would have given it away. See, I I just um, notes. It was a flawed beast, you know. And I I really liked the performances. I thought that the direction especially was really good. It was mm-hmm. not like cheesy shots or dr- super dramatic angles and whatever. It felt really good, really well crafted. Okay. But I just like the story just um, was missing a beat somewhere. I don't know. I really wanted to like it. Uh, well, yeah. uh, maybe I'll check it out. Yeah, uh, yeah check it out. Like, it, yeah, yeah. it'll be worth your time. The machine. The machine. Um, this I is the the main character. Okay, so I'm gonna talk about it for a second. The inventor guy. His hair was just too perfect all the goddamn time. He, he, he had swoopy hair. Uh, yeah, I know. He looked like a BBC hero. Yeah, <laughs> but know? he was though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> And he, uh, I guess, yeah. and I, I, I guess that has to go in line a little bit with what I was saying is that like everything is almost too polished. Like none of the dialogues, they don't seem like real people. Like and that, that and again, in the same way that we said earlier before yeah. we we're talking about the spoilers. So the main bad guy is, as we discovered, Wedge Antilles. Yeah. From Star Wars, but older, Yay. obviously. Hey, he's Wedge. Now he's a bad guy. Yeah. Um, like he seemed too like zanily evil, almost like. Just sort of like, we need to use it as a weapon. And I'm like, I get that. But yeah. like I always hate films that exist in a void. Yep. And this film existed in a void because guess what? Yeah. We've all read every robot book ever. The robots always go evil. Like, I mean, at least be worried about that. Like, how do you not even be like, we're going to make a perfect fucking invincible killing machine. And then even though it quite clearly the AI is hesitant yeah. to perform evil acts, we're going to keep pushing it to do evil acts. Like, this cannot go wrong. Exactly. Like, you're sitting I, there as a, as, as a moviegoer. I know yeah. it's going to go wrong, but I'm like, I hate it when the characters are like, really? You yeah. can't... The thing's there invincible. There isn't one person here who sees a problem with putting this untested AI brain into a fully functional combat-ready body. Exactly. Like, just leave it on a table for a couple of weeks. See if it's going to be crazy or not. Who knows? Or, or yeah. just, like, don't push it to go killing things when it seems hesitant to. Being like, okay, yeah. we're going to need to rework the AI. We're not just going to try to force the robot to kill. You know, they really did try and push the whole angle that, that the Chinese were, were an immediate threat. Yeah. You know, I think that was the angle that they they wanted to like be the driving force behind these risky decisions. But like in the if in the middle of the movie, like the evil director guy had been like, "Listen, the Chinese are literally about to invade. We need this thing going. I know this is risky, but this is the only way yeah. we can sh- be sure that it's ready." Right. That would have like smoothed over all quite of this. a bit. Yeah. yeah. And then the other storyline that I find is a little bit weird is the uh, these combat damaged actual soldiers who have brain damage. Yeah. They then put these weird little implants in. And then they work on the lab, but they have a secret language and they're planning a machine uprising. Even though they're not machines, they're just people with implants. Yeah. And I thought that that entire portion of the film was not 
developed enough. I quite like that. I, I didn't mind. I didn't mind yeah. it as an angle. I just it wasn't developed enough. I didn't understand their motivations. I yeah. didn't understand why they wanted to bring open a machine run future because yeah. they're not really machines. They're just augmented ba- humans. They're augmented humans. So yeah. like, why? What's their motivation? Like, yeah. I understand. Like, why were they even opposed to the? Like, other than the fact that they were kept prisoner and stuff. Yeah. Like, I really didn't get their motivations, but they were like a major factor. Yeah. So yeah. I but that I didn't understand their motivations. You know, I kind of liked that not everything was explained with them, especially the scenes where they would talk to each other and their language was not translated. Yeah. I really kind of dug that, and I dug that we didn't get all of the story. It left it left enough like outside of the realm of what was shown to to keep me thinking about it a little bit afterwards. That's so I was totally okay with that. Okay, I just thought they could have been as a group, they could have been developed a little bit more. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't think we have that much to really spoil. I mean, other than like no, the, it, yeah. it ends the way you, you expect think it's going to gonna end. Yeah, they, uh, they do a little... The girl gets out, the robot gets out, and then now there's a future with robots, and what's, who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we think the director was on board. What was the name of the director? Uh, the director was Caradog James. Caradog James. Yeah. Welsh. Are we pronouncing it right? Caradog? I don't but, know. Because remember, it was, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Welsh name, but he, he's pronounced it a way that we were, I was like, I'm going to try to remember, and... Pronounce his name correctly. It might have been Karadog. Karadog? Karadog? Karadog. Karadog James. Anyway. We we came off sounding a little negative about this thing, but overall, I thought it was a great sci-fi film. We thought it was a good... We did talk about this at the beginning. It's a good classic sci-fi film. Yeah. It does have its flaws. I feel that it it really sucks, because for a movie like that, like a low-budget, independent sci-fi film, it really needs to be ultra-standout for it to get attention, and I don't think it's standout enough to get attention, like the the way that it, it could. So it, it would have needed to be maybe to go off the beaten path. Every like I said, everything that happened happened. We knew it was gonna happen because yeah. guess what? You put implants into uh, former soldiers with brain damage. They're probably gonna turn against you. You try yeah. to make a perfect killing robot to kill them when it doesn't want to. It's gonna turn against you. All that stuff happens, and basically everybody can, except for the. Can you just dies. say one thing about Katie Lotz's performance? She was the chick who played the machine android girl. Katie yeah. Lotz, say something about that. I thought she did a really good job. I think because she played both a scientist for the first half of the film, yeah. or the first maybe thirty minutes of the film, and then she is the template for the android. for the android. She does both of them. Like she did like. She wasn't a fully believable scientist, but she wasn't a fully unbelievable scientist either. But she yeah. was certainly a little peppy human. Yep. And then completely flipped switch and became like a very, very convincing robot. I, I, I thought she was a br- like a bright point of light, a beacon in the middle of this film. She was so good. Like her, I, I don't even know like what what the comparison is for robots. Like I guess like maybe Michael Fassbender and Prometheus. Or um. What's his name in uh, Robin Williams in uh. What is he? What was it called? He did that gigantic movie. Won a, won an Oscar for that, didn't he? No, uh, not toys. Not toys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, the um, I thought I thought her performance was uh, very good as the robot. She really likes. She like carried the second half of the film. Very much so. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and she was, was good like, in every. And even even when the director was talking about that yeah. cool like, oh, you're like you're two years old in this shot. You're four years old in this shot. You're six years old in this shot. And yeah. it's like, and you kind of saw her aging really quickly sort yep. of like from just like childlike innocence and whatever and this is one spoiler that I, like line that dialogue that I really liked whatever uh-huh. where the the scientist guy not the inventor but like just a random scientist assistant because it's established that the because the AI is mapped on this previous scientist it's established that she's afraid of clowns right so they oh, like yeah. The, the one of the like assistants is like bah, with a clown thing and she just like grabs a pen and stabs him in the head and kills him yeah and she's like the clown is bleeding like, how do you make a clown bleed? And, like, because... It the, was a person? They're like, I didn't know that a man could be a clown. <laughs> like, just because she had, like, knowledge of, like, 
clown and knowledge of men and didn't like connected to didn't yet. have the two connected yet because she was in like the fledgling AI states and I thought that was just like super hilarious I, I would totally show this movie to people who are like who I knew were into sci-fi but maybe not into independent film just to like push them out maybe see something I guess different. so I yeah. guess that's a good good audience um okay. this is wraps up another episode of 9 to 5 goes to Fantasia yeah uh what do we have I think I'm gonna be going to oh, I am you are I, I am going zombie to. hunter zombie hunter I don't know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna see something tonight Danny Trejo Trejo. Danny Trejo plays a priest, and it's the, the hilariously supposedly based on a true story film. Yep. Um, so, yeah, so we're going to wrap this one up. Uh, as cool. always, go to 9to5.cc slash Fantasia for all our Fantasia coverage. Sophie and Scott putting up written reviews, and we're putting up this podcast pretty much on the regular. I think that as a, as a group, I think we're now at like 14 films. Cool. Cool. 14, 15 films. See if we can beat 34 from last year. Something like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we're week one. I feel like yeah. we're, on, we're on pace. We're on pace, guys. And, uh, yeah. And follow us on Twitter at 9to5cc. And go to Fantasia. Watch movies. Please take the time to like us on Facebook. We are number 9to5dotcc, 9to5.cc on Facebook. And uh, also follow us on Twitter. We're at sign number 9to5cc on Twitter. So uh, And also be sure to check back on the site for something on Mondays, probably. Uh, we have Zombies and Loathing After the Bomb usually on Tuesdays. We have a new comic in 9to5 Illustrated every Wednesday. A new podcast every week, usually on Thursday. It's either going to be a 90s or a Go Plug Yourselves. And on Fridays, we have fine arts with either Sophie and Scott. And, uh, you know, maybe John will even uh, contribute one of his mega articles at some point, too. You can only hope. All right, thanks. 9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening.